All the Lonely People. Written and produced by me, Jason Nelson. Chapter 12 On our honeymoon, we traveled to Italy. During our tour of Florence, we stumbled upon the fingers of Galileo, nestled in a bell-shaped jar at the city's science museum. They were posed, pointing up as if to the stars that he observed. As we reached the front of the line, like so many other people ahead of us, we point and murmur about the great man of science in reverent awe, except for me, who wouldn't miss the chance to say irreverently, ow, in my best extraterrestrial impersonation. Galileo had started the renaissance of modern science that continued through Newton, Einstein, Wheeler, and DeWitt, and countless others. Physicists began looking further into the stars and also deeper within our physiology to determine more about the makeup of the universe. Theories expanded, some bordering on the fantastical, barely able to be proven given the limitations of our tools, techniques, and minds. Where one theory might end, another one begins while still another one tries to smooth out the gaps of knowledge in between the other two. It began with the idea that the Earth revolved around the Sun, then the discovery that the Earth wasn't flat, followed by the discovery of gravity. Newton, through the motion of apples falling from a tree, published the theory of gravity, explaining the motion of the moon and the planets. There were still gaps in his theory that Einstein helped fill by defining that the medium that transmits gravity is space itself, as seen by how the Earth is kept in orbit because it moves across an environment curved due to the sun's presence. Space was soon defined within three dimensions, through length, width, depth, left, right, back, forth, and up and down. Time became a fourth dimension. Scientists and theorists soon began to debate the existence of other dimensions. The first four were easily visible and measurable, but what about other smaller dimensions that were in the microscopic depths of space? Dimensions of all possible worlds with the same genesis conditions. Dimensions of all possible worlds with varying genesis conditions. Dimensions of all possible worlds, each with varying genesis conditions, each branching out infinitely. Dimensions of all possible worlds, starting with all possible genesis conditions and laws of physics, or dimensions of infinite possibilities. Math and the sciences were never my strong suit in school. As linear as math was, I could never see the pattern that it presented. Even as I try to organize these thoughts on paper, I'm annoyed by the limited knowledge I have and the attention I can give before I have to shift focus due to the pressure building between my eyes. Even now, I find every science documentary fascinating as they delve in and dissect the mysteries of the universe, especially around the presence of mathematics in nature. These patterns tend to repeat enough that ultimately they could be replicated, taking the complexities of the universe and explaining it at a fundamental level. So much so that the idea of replicating the universe and creating one that is almost completely indistinguishable from our own seems possible. It's a matter of knowing the defined laws of physics, gravity, quantum mechanics, electromagnetism, nuclear forces, as well as the undefined, wormholes, black holes, dark matter, 
matter-antimatter asymmetry and identifying the relationships that tell you by how much and if you could create the same genesis conditions. You'll create a universe with the same chemical, physiological, and biological makeup as our own. A big piece of this puzzle is trying to pull ourselves out of the box we fit ourselves in by defining things like space and time. If we could forget those definitions when it comes to the universe, we could, in theory, enter a realm of dimensionless constraints that would allow us to transcend the universe itself. When I was little, on special occasions, my dad would put on a record from his collection and turn up the volume for one special song that began with a helicopter landing. With the volume turned up to 11, we would sit next to the speaker, feeling the sound waves vibrate through us before the drums and electric guitar kicked in. Before I understood what math or science was, I used to imagine that those sound waves had some sort of physicality to them as they passed through me and how we were surrounded by vibrations. Some you could feel, like through the speakers, while others weren't as perceivable. It was this notion of a cosmic symphony. How once you dive in deep, past the microscopic level, past the idea of electrons, neutrons, protons, atoms, and the subatomic, deeper until you've transcended all sense, and all that's left is endless tapestry of vibrating strings, composing what would eventually form itself into our universe. Once you strip away the notion of God within the creation story, the randomness that formed the Earth is pretty complex and extremely random. Why do we find ourselves on this planet, at this particular distance from the Sun, instead of all the other planetary possibilities? Any closer to the Sun and our planet would be too hot for life to exist. Any further away and the planet is too cold. For some reason, Earth is disturbingly fine-tuned for life. If ours was the only cosmos created by the Big Bang, the randomness behind these life-friendly attributes would seem impossible. But if our reality allows for the existence of a multiverse that contained an infinite amount of universes, more life-friendly ones would occur. If you shuffle a deck of cards enough times, the same pattern will emerge. Whether that pattern emerged to form another distinctly different world with distinctly different humanoid creatures, or created a world exactly like Earth with humans exactly like us, who continued along the same path and trajectory as the people that came before us, is the next question. Somewhere, in the far reaches of the infinite cosmos, there might be a galaxy that looks just like ours, with a planet just like ours, with a house that looks just like mine, inhabited by someone who looks just like Veronica, and me, and Eleanor. If there is a multiverse that contains this outcome, then there are a variety of other outcomes dictated by the choices those doppelgangers made and the paths they took. With the multiverse laid out like a row of reflected selves, whenever one of us is faced with several courses of action, each version would take a path creating many distinct temporal dimensional differences and distinct histories in their part of the cosmos. With those possible choices and outcomes, the combination of all these courses taken through history would be innumerable creating an infinite number of similar universes to ours as each moment of every sequence is explored. Building a treehouse in our backyard, my dad and I were building the platform and my dad asked me to get out of the way and I did. Tumbling off the side of the treehouse and down the wooden ladder, 
In this universe, I fell to the bottom of the steps, my arms sliding between the rungs and stopping myself with a wrenchful twisting of my shoulder. In another universe, I fell to the ground, landing on my neck and paralyzing myself. During a particularly rainy summer, our extended family was canoeing on what normally was a calm river. Due to excessive rainfall, the river flowed faster than usual, and in weeks past, it flooded tumbling massive trees over the banks and creating a challenging obstacle course. At one point, as we tried to round the massive roots of a tree that laid on its side in the river, our canoe was pushed up against the root system and was sucked underneath the water, taking me with it. Uncles and cousins grounded their canoes and leapt into the water, running and splashing to get alongside our canoe to lift it out. By that point, my eight-year-old self had grabbed hold of the roots, climbing out of the water, clinging desperately as the current still tried to pull me under. In another universe, I probably had inhaled a lot of water by the time my uncles pulled me into the rocky beach, failing to resuscitate me. Somehow, if any of this is true, and the multiverse does exist with its randomness and complexities, somewhere in the far-off cosmos I had found Veronica, and Veronica had found me and we were still together with Eleanor. All the Lonely People is written and produced by me, Jason Nelson. Original soundtrack and composition by Tone of Just Tone Music. Sound editing by Brian Kaler. This show is made possible and ad-free through your contributions. You can support us at patreon.com slash all the lonely people. You can also purchase our ebook on amazon.com, as well as our soundtrack through iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite player. Spread the word about this podcast by following us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for All the Lonely People Podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes. Share it with your friends. Tune in next week for another chapter, and remember, don't be lonely.